Hello and welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team 172, the second last of the year. As always, you're joined by myself, Phil, my good mate Drew, my good mate Bianca. Unfortunately, there is no Kent. Yes, there is no Kent because Kent is a wall in the supermarket buying a tub of ice cream. Anyway, on with the show. Now, on this edition of the show, Drew finally finished. I'm not talking to you, Drew. I'm telling them what's happening <laughs> as you go to talk. Uh, Drew finally finished watching <laughs> The Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Uh, Bianca and I had finished it ages ago, so now we can have a discussion about it and what we all thought about it. We've also got for you coming right up, though, um, a psych test for Drew and I from the one and only Bianca Psych... Bianca Lee person. <laughs> Did I tell you, apparently, you're a four and I'm a twelve, and a four and a twelve Makes will a always be found together. And it'll make a one? Or something? A four and a twelve will always be found together because what? someone we both know who uh, is very oh, into Christ, uh, I've heard very all into astrology uh, informed me the other day that uh, of course we are very compatible, you and I, for friendship, because I'm a twelve and you're a four, and fours wherever there's a four, you'll find a twelve and vice Sarah, versa. Sarah and I are a seven and a four, I think, which makes us you're the a four. W- which makes us a one. Um, and <laughs> therefore, Jesus Christ, I don't understand it, but what that makes us about? a one, and therefore we are astrology? perfect. It's something to do with Arab stars and yes. Science. So so Jesus. we're both Aquariuses, and it's Aquarius I. Aquarius I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In, in, in Cat Street World, sure. <laughs> um, hey, did you know that octopi isn't the plural of octopuses? Of, I thought oct- it was octopussy. No, that's a movie. <laughs> Octopus. Yeah. No, no. Well, 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 actually, sorry. Octopi is an accepted plural, but the main plural is just octopus. We're trying to get the tangents out of our system now so that we have a relatively peaceful episode. I have no episode. idea what's going on. <laughs> that, is from, that is honestly probably one of the most random intro. Because, okay, for those listening, well, for obviously for those listening, I fucked up the intro and I forgot to do a Where's Kent thing. So I, so I had to record, record, re-record it. I was so confused. I didn't realise you were recording it again until it started. So then that happened. Um, so I was recording it for a second time. And then suddenly we just went on about four tangents in the space of about three but it felt seconds. Like, but it felt like 12. And Bianca just got le- left behind in it all. Okay, Drew. Okay, no, no, hold on. Before we do this psych test, I have to know something. What's your number and how do you find... What... what what is this number thing? My phone number is oh no um uh the number thing <laughs> I, I have no number. idea I have no idea how to work out how to work it out and I have no idea how it makes any sense and I don't believe in any of it but I don't get it. Is Drew looking it up? Don't um, look it up. It just it's such a convoluted thing because there's about three different variants of numbers. My 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 Venus <laughs> my Venus star sign <laughs> so is now Sagittarius. I've got all of you Venus. Yes. My my Venus star sign is Sagittarius. What? Yeah, you're telling me. I got told all this. I just had someone standing there and explaining this to me, and I was like, "My what?" So my Venus star sign is Sagittarius. My something else thing is something else, and then 
something else is something else, and therefore I'm a four. Yep. Okay, then. That's odd. I don't, um, I, I don't know how to find I, these This things. is not, like, anything to do, but I just have this weird numerology thing in my family, um, mm-hmm. which is, like, I'm born on... Oh, so my dad's born on the 16th, my mum's born on the 17th, I'm born on the 18th, my brother's born on the 19th, and my parents got married on the 20th. And there's mm-hmm. all these weird things that we can um, do to our years. If we add up all the years, like the, the last number of each of our years of birth, um, plus the mo- number of our months, plus the number of our days, if we yes. add them all up, they equal 232 which is the postcode, and this is the most random thing, not the postcode, sorry, the phone code of both Izmir, where my mum is from, and Meteora, where my dad is from. It's just the weirdest thing. It must be love, love. Well, was. It was. The divorce. Um, <laughs> was once love, love, But that, that's love. the only weird numerology yeah, thing, not, which is not, why I want to get um, 232 tattooed on me. 2322? Two, two. No, just 232. 232. Two, two. Two, two. 222. You know there used to be a bus called 343? Yes. I used to catch the 343. Well, that's true. There's many buses on the bus line 343. Um, Bianca, while Drew does that, let's not do that anymore, Drew, whatever you're doing. Are you doing the new... Not Scientology, the numerology. (laughs) The the star sign, Arabic star sign thing. I'm trying to find one that's got it. Hey, did we do a quote last week? I can't remember. No, we didn't. Good. We haven't done a quote for a while. Oh, good, thank God, because I can't remember it. This was your idea, and now you're just dreading it. Oh, because I can never remember the week before. Oh, fuck, I still haven't listened to... So all those audiences out there listening, because we are still recording, obviously. Um, obviously, like I mentioned last week, I need to go and listen back to all the Sick Kent of the Weeks for the last year to work out who the Sick Kent of the Year is. Look at the work that I do. How about you take... Drew, how about you listen to just the oh. end of the each episode for, like, January through... Um, June. No. Do four each. Yeah. Four months each. Yeah, we're going to need to figure it out. Oh, I have to contribute to this? Yeah. Just listen. No, you only have to listen to the last I, five minutes of an I episode. I just have to say, and this is like, because it's a yearly wrap-up, we're almost up to that. The fact that one week I was just like, yeah, I've got something to say about this topic. And then the next week I was just expected to show up. Yeah. Well, look, that's the way this, well, that's how it worked for Drew and I. <laughs> yeah. We just meant to do this a couple of times and here we are three years down the line still doing it. Jesus, the rest of my life is doing this. Um... What did Drew find? On the cool side of this, I found none of that rubbish. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. But this this astro profile thing has actually told me how many days old I am, which is kind of cool. How many I am days old are you? Ten thousand five hundred and fifty-eight days old. Oh my god! Oh, I can can't you show me? We missed your ten thousandth day birthday. Can you find I out know. for me, please? Find out for me. Yeah. Aww. Now I have to fill it out again. Okay. We can do this. Oh, no, there's another art site that does it that we used to use for law, uh, like, at the law firm I worked at, where you can just calculate your days of birth. How many days old am I? H calculator. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This was nothing that we were going to do this week. No, but we're about to get to the psych thing, then into Queen's Gambit. Oh, Jesus, Sarah and I have been calling it Queen's Giblets. February 15th. <laughs> now I'm forced into saying giblets. Not 83, 93. Except for when the mum mentions a Gilbert in the show. Uh, what time it. were you born? <laughs> it's either two in the morning or two at night. Or something like that. Just say two in the afternoon. Let's just do that. 2 p.m. I'm born at 3.15 because I was a booked-in baby. I wasn't. 
I was booked in cesarean because my brother almost part I lamb. think I was meant to be the 5th of March and I rocked up early. My brother was, um, ruined everything. almost yes. died when my mum gave birth to him, so she freaked out with me. And said, so let's just do that. We missed yeah. your 10,000 as well. How, how many mine? 10,177 days old. 10,177. Wow, I'm old. And I would be 10,174. Four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bianca, let's do that psych test, shall yeah. we? Yeah, Drew, okay. get your phone out for notes. Let's so, take notes. So we, we've done a few of these before. Um, They're so always good fun. We've done the um, clothing. There was one where you had to uh, um, pick an article of clothing, um, pick a body of water, which we're going to do again, but it means something different. Oh, what did I say last time? I don't remember. You don't, have to, don't, don't think about it. Okay. Um, but we... There was an article of clothing, a body of water, and something else, and I can't remember. But then we did the other one with the beers. Um, yes. Who you can share a beer with. And this is another one that I found. Yes. Which, this is all relational psychology, which I somewhat believe in more than... Star signs? Definitely more than star signs. Oh, that crap's just such a um, crap. But I... I I didn't believe relational psychology at first. Like, I thought it was a bit of a load of crap because it also has to do with all that word association stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the more of these things that I've done, especially with my friends, the more I found them really interesting. So I've got one this week, um, and it's pretty much the same as the time when we had to write an article of clothing, mm-hmm. but they've all got different meanings this time. Right. So... My first question for you is, yes. and you've got to really think about it, and if you're at home, please grab a pen and paper and try this out. Do I have to write it down? Yeah, do we uh, need it's to? It's write it down so that you guys can remember it. Okay. So, okay. first thing that you're going to write down yes. is your favorite color. Yep. Like shade or just color? Uh, up to you. Yep. And you need to give me three deep reasons why. Not just because it's nice or it's pretty, like, does, how does it make it feel? Is there a particular reason why you like it? Like, three proper reasons as to why you like this colour. I'll give you all a moment to write it down. Like, how does it make you feel? What does it remind you of? Um, yep. Okay. One more. Um, uh, um, yep. All right. Now the next one, I want you guys to write down your favorite animal. And again, give me three more deep reasons why you like that animal. And like, yeah. Um, I did mine earlier. I did mine earlier in the day when I first watched this lady telling them, I didn't read the answers until afterwards. Yep. And then we've done this one before. This is the body of water. Uh, But I really want you guys to think about it because it can also be like... I can't remember what I said. A snowball is technically a body of water. What did I say? Or an icicle is a body of water. Say a lake? A creek? So you can think outside the box as well. Ocean, a bay. Is a bay count? It's a body of water. It counts. Mm-hmm. 
Me a glass of water if you like glasses of water. Okay, so it's this one we've got to pick favorite type of body of water. Yep, and uh, explain three reasons why you like it. Oh, I saw yours, Drew. That's interesting. Continue, continue. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, Drew's still writing his answers. What are you laughing at? I'm reading your answers. <laughs> yeah. Really my answers or Drew's? Both of your answers. I'm sure my answers. <laughs> I didn't really... I'll give my answers too when we're doing this, so yep. I, we'll all be embarrassed together. Yep. All right, we all good? Oh, I was going to go straight to the next part. Oh, sorry. The bridge version. No, you're meant to be writing, Drew. Drew, writing. You write. You're not involved in this. True. Finish. You're holding us up. I've like only got to think a... I'm bringing you down to be honest. Um, and at home, if you guys haven't finished yet, please pause just it. pause and finish your answers. Yeah. Don't don't rush yourself. You're all good. Unless you're driving, don't be riding and driving. Well, you know, we can't tell you what to all do. Alright, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, our first answer question was, what is your favourite colour? And um, Philip? I write day glow red. Day glow red. It could have been cherry red, but it's day glow red. Okay. Or metallic um, cherry red, but it's day glow red. It's different in different lights, so mm. it sometimes look like really like burnt kind of orange. It can also look like just really bright orange. It also can look like pink. It also can look like really just bright red. I think it's a great looking color. It's almost pearlescent in its way, but it's only of red sort of shades. I think it's a great looking color. Um, it's historic Marlboro motorsport colours, so if you ever think of like, you know, Ayrton Senna, famous F1 driver, racing around, he was in a white and day-glow red Marlboro sponsored McLaren. Um, it's also what Holden used for many years, because they used to be sponsored by Marlboro, and then in quite recent years, Vodafone used them in one of my favourite race teams as well. So it's a very strong motorsport colour, it also looks great on TV and in real life. Um, and then I also think it looks really edgy and really cool. Um, it's also red. I love red. I love most shades of red. So it's but it's my favorite shade of red, and red is my favorite color. So there we go. Yep. And Joseph. Favorite color is blue. Um, and your three deep reasons why. My three deep reasons why. Deep well, reasons. The deepest. <laughs> the deepest being that blue is the color that we see of the ocean. But why do you like that? Why do you like that? It reminds you. Of yeah, who do we so vague? <laughs> Philip, <laughs> continue. I, I'm just probing you because they. Okay, okay. So my three reasons all link into one another, which is like it reminds me of the ocean. And for me, oceans and like bodies of water are a thing of like a source of comfort and brings me joy. I, I like being in the water. I like swimming, and blue just evokes all of that. I don't know. Okay. Always been the thing. So mine was pink. Uh, mine is pink, and it's because it reminds me of when I was happy. It's bright and fun, and I think there's a shade of pink that everyone secretly likes. I think there's a, at least a shade of pink that everyone... I love that final point. That is so true, because most people be like, oh, pink, no. There's got to be a shade of pink out there that neon. somebody loves. Yeah, neon pink, neon especially pink. with matte black or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do like yeah. that. Perfect. 
Now, here's the thing that this part shows you. So, it's actually what you hope people think about you. I don't agree with that at all. So, it's different in different lights. Hang on. So, <laughs> but no, no, you you've, like got, to you've think, got to think about this. I'm motivated like by Marlboro. Pe people think that you're Marlboro. cool and edgy. And red. Here's the thing about what you said. Yeah. So, you talked about specifically motorsports. Well, only in one part. But no, no, but in that part. Yeah. So, when you were talking about Marlboro and that kind of is your thing. Motorsport is my thing. Yeah. And you, and when you were to describe, if you were to describe yourself to someone and your hobbies and all that. So I like cars. I like monster like, trucks. Yeah. No, <laughs> not that to that degree, but yeah. then you talk about different, different things in different lights. Yes. So you are very different depending with who you're with. This is something I've known about you for years. You call me a tool? No. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Different in different lights. No, but you you do act different with different people, but not in a yeah. bad way. Not like you're a two-faced person. It's yeah. like you just have different... You're a man of many I, I sides. Match, I match the different situations. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. many you're like a Rubik's personalities and you okay. can blend into any <laughs> scene. Yeah. Because I have known you for many years and this is one thing that I've always known about you. Yeah, like I was a shithead at school because I was around shitheads. Yeah. And now I'm a And then when you were gentleman. hanging out with true, like, true people. True you good said people. true at the same time. Um, when you were hanging out with nice people, you turned into a nice guy. <laughs> not you. in a bad way. Not, not nice guy. Not. Oh, uh, not, not a Reddit not, nice not, guy. Not, not a Reddit nice guy. Um, like an actual proper person. And then because it feels edgy and cool, and you actually are quite cool. Well, you just say that. I'm not actually cool. You are cool. I. Well, you have to say that because you hang out with me. Otherwise, you'd be like, oh, I'm hanging out with a loser. Jesus. Well, that's true. Bad but shit. Um, so, Drew, your yes. three things, which is. Comfort and joy. You always hope to bring people comfort and joy. That's like two things about you that just emanate from you all the time. That's why you always set the airbags oh. up in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Comfy. I'm the human equivalent of an airbag. <laughs> That's, yeah. And my, my thing with pink is that I hope people um, think I'm happy and bright and fun and... And we all secretly like a shade of you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that's true. Like, uh, and that for me was true. So I, I liked that part. So then now here's the second question, which mm -hmm. was, what is your favorite animal? I said dog again. I think it's a dog last time. And I said, cause it's fiercely loyal. And I think I said that again last time. That's you. I don't think um, I, I think you. I said Maybe? something about loyal. We did on the first one and we talked about Dogs. Oh, I said dog. I um, or I said dolphin. I said dog. Um, fiercely loyal, playful, totally innocent, and molded by us. I don't know how that replies to me. Jesus, what does that supposed to mean? Those are all you. No. Totally innocent and molded by us. Sorry, just no. randomly. There. Oh, there was. They're almost all you. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, uh, Drew. What was your animal? Penguins. Yep. This is gonna be funny. For Waddles. Me. Short that's what this is what I was laughing about. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. Okay, they live in the cold, which is just damn awesome. I'm very jealous. Um, I've always loved the fact that the fathers are the ones that sit on the egg. They do the majority of the parenting while the mums go out and get the food. I love to sit around and do nothing while they. Yeah, continue. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> and also, I actually love how social penguins are. It's really cool. Okay, so this is uh, my favorite animal. Was... You look similar to a penguin. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> That's a. Is that a compliment? <gasps> um, my favorite animal is elephant. Yes. Uh, they never forget you. They're large and beautiful, but they're grey. So I just find that thing like they're gentle giants. Yeah. And I just find that. They also amazing. sound exactly like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, coincidentally. <laughs> 
weird coincidence there. Yeah, I don't All know. Right. I don't know. Um, How do these relate to us? And then, hold on, wait. I don't know. And they have a strong sense of family. Um, yep, that's and all tradition, of you. That's really all liked. of you. Yeah. So, no, this is not about you. This is about what you're looking for in your ideal partner. Oh. <laughs> Firstly, loyal, playful, totally innocent, and molded by us. That makes me sound like a total, like, psychopath. A little bit, which I found interesting. But you, yeah. The last point was the weird one with you. But that doesn't mean shit. I'm not looking for that in a, a totally innocent, molded by us person. That just sounds weird. My one works. Yeah, your one works. I'm looking for a father. Well, looking for a father that sits around and does nothing for the day. So, no, in my terms of that, what you're looking for is not the fact that the father is at home, but that the mother is going out and doing all the work. And your father is at home. You'd prefer to be a stay-at-home dad and have your wife earn the money. You wouldn't care about that. That's me. Except that Let's I swap. don't because I... Let's swap. I'll be a stay-at-home dad. Oh, absolutely. I, wa- I want to go out. I love going out and working, but I also love time at home with the munchkin. Could be that I have not had as much time with the munchkin as his mum has. That's true. That, that would actually make a lot more sense. Okay, so then the last one is what is your favourite body of water, which we did answer last time we did this as well. I changed my answer because I can't remember for the life of me what I said. I actually have our answers from last time. Oh, what did I say? Uh, so, hold on. I've I'm got it curious here. as to whether or not mine's the same. Uh, 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 the different note folders. Last time, flip-flop, you said the C. Oh, that's kind of the same answer then. And Drew, you said went with full. So you guys have swapped because I've looked at your answers. But tell us your answer, Phil. Mine is Jarvis Babe. I mean, it is C, basically. Yeah, but no, uh, he was very specific last time and you were vague, whereas this time... That's right. This time I'm specific and he's vague. Jarvis Babe, um, it has my favourite beach, which we went to recently, Bianca. We did. Um, I I used to go camping there every year as a kid. It was so much of my childhood is, is memories from there. Um, and it has the best night sky to lie there. And it's also the whitest sand. I have written it down, but it's the whitest sand ever. It looks like snow. Okay, but why? Because you, you, you've listed... It has memories. It has... It has, memories. It has the, well, again, it, it's, it has my favourite beach on it. Jarvis Bay is the best because it has my favourite beach. And it's so nostalgic to be sitting on that beach, looking out at the bay, at the other side of the bay, at night, seeing the night sky from down there, and it being so clear because just the night sky is so beautiful and amazing. And it, it puts so much into perspective what we are and how teeny tiny we are looking out at the sky and being able to see the true depths of the night sky with the cl- clarity of, of no light pollution. Um, it also is, you know, just, just, it's just memories. It's nostalgia. Nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. That's the three reasons about to write it down. It would be that. Nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Andrew? I clean thought about that from last time. I guess I wasn't thinking in terms of a specific place this time I said the beach um that's a good movie yeah Leo um look I love going for walks on the beach at night that's something I do quite a lot especially if I get really stressed um I like the idea that being at the beach like you look out and it leads to something bigger the the whole world is right there that's the first step toward going out to the bigger world I also like that beaches are a place where people congregate and it's a very social environment. Okay, so I'll come back to yours in a second. Phil's makes no sense to me, but mine is I love oceans. Um, They're really deep and they're expansive and never-ending and they're mysterious. 
Those are... That's why I don't like the ocean. That's why I love the ocean. <laughs> no, the ocean's scary. Now, that is talking about your how you feel about your own sexuality. Phil's makes no sense. Drew's is hilarious to me. Because, can you flip back to your answers quickly, Drew? You closed it, didn't you? Oh, my God, Drew, I closed it. Jesus Christ, we're on a tight time schedule. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> when you said it's great for nighttime walks and you do it when you're stressed, that made me laugh. Um, and then, <laughs> and then they lead to bigger places, which means they lead to bigger things, which means you're probably going to start off a lot of your relationships with sex, which is also funny. Um, and then the last one, which was also funny is social places. That's how you meet people. Well, hang on. My answer that I wrote down was it has my favorite beach. So this is my favorite place. Um, it has my favorite place. I guess we could say, um, I used to go camping there every year, so I guess <laughs> that's something that we do once a year, I guess. And then saw the best night sky. I mean, consider the Southern Cross. So you like being on the bottom so you can look up at the night sky. Well, yeah, that's why yours makes no sense You to have me. sex once a year because that's how frequently you went camping there. <laughs> anyway, so if you write down answers, then I guess that's a good thing for everyone. So you can uh, ref ref reflect upon your answers and... Um, can it be Hang as on, we haven't accepted Bianca's Oh, yeah, yet. go on. Bianca, go <laughs> on. <laughs> they're deep, they're expansive, and never Oh, we don't need serious. to. Jesus, we do not need to go into that. We're good. No, that's self-explanatory. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're good with deep, that. Deep, expansive, and mysterious. What's this? Well, I don't want to know that. Okay, let's continue on. That's good. So then... Um, this is going to keep me awake all night. I'm let's... This. I, don't, I don't need to analyze my things. Let's move on to um, <laughs> a very important show. That we watched. The Giblet Show. The Giblet Show. Queen's Gambit. <laughs> Starring the girl from Split, the and guy Glass. from Harry Potter. Oh, and Gla Glass? Was she in Glass? Yeah. Oh, she was in Glass, yes. I haven't seen Glass. The girl, um, yeah. well, it's right next to me on the bit. Oh, no, wait, I've seen Glass. I haven't seen Split the Split's, other way around. Split's the better one. Glass is a good movie until the last 15 minutes when it completely undoes all the work of the last two movies before it. Thanks, Split's um, the trilogy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the girl from Glass and Split, the guy from Harry Potter, Dudley, and the guy from Love Actually and Game of Thrones. And Maze Runner. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maze Runner 2. And Phineas and Ferb. He's anyway, anyway, yes. So he, hold on, wait. Who's he? I, I knew that would get you. <laughs> Hang on. Well, that Drew's looking up that the Queen's I Gambit <laughs> is based on a novel. Is it? I think it's based on a novel, something like that. It's based on a writing of some kind. He's Ferb. Oh, that makes sense because Ferb is British. Um, yep. it's based on uh, a story. At least it's based on a story by somebody. So therefore, I'd assume it's a novel. Oh yeah, no, it is a book. Um. And essentially, it is about a girl growing up at some point in the US, at some stage in her life. I can't remember when it is. 50s? 60s? I think it's... 60s. 60s. 70s. Yeah. 60s. 60s. Yeah. Um, who is an orphan, grows up in an orphanage, meets a very nice fellow that teaches her chess. Turns out she's an absolute super genius at it. And, I think um, she is just a super genius, because she's really good at maths in the beginning as well. Yeah. And um, this girl makes her way, um, destroying the entire world... Um, and dominating a very men-centric game of chess. While struggling with a drug addiction. While struggling with a drug, drug addiction, her sexuality. Caused and by an orphanage. Caused by an orphanage, because that's the way orphanages and religion goes. Anyway, um, guys, thoughts. What do we think? I 
absolutely love this TV show, and I'm going to watch it again. I mm. absolutely concur. I thought it was sensational. Yep. Drew, you made a very good point, which is, gee, like, limited series, sometimes they're just so fantastic. It and just this gives was. you that little bit extra, but the fact that it's got such a distinctive beginning, middle, and an end. Well, the last two television... Um, my, my last two favourite television things, things for television being Chernobyl and yeah. this are both, you know, limited series. And I think they're just, it's such a fantastic medium. Well, the last, the same for me, the last two I watched because it was this and Watchmen. Yeah. And the last three fantastic. I watched, cause I'm going to throw in on orthodox, mm -hmm. which I absolutely adored. Yeah. Even though it's like pretty creepy, but quite unorthodox. It is quite unorthodox, but I, um, I watched Chernobyl as well recently. Carmen made me watch it. Because oh, I'd never seen it before. Brilliant, isn't it? Um, so I watched Wait, Chernobyl, I watched Unorthodox, and I watched Queen's Gambit this year, and all three of them mm. have blown my socks off. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. I knew. I figured. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, it's an excellent series. Um, I think that it's really well done. Uh, what I appreciate for these Netflix-made things, or in fact all these miniseries, is the budget that's going into it. Um, I know that mm. we're getting um, movie-quality television shows. Think Game of Thrones, or all but the last we'll season. Look at, you're watching um, Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian, now. yeah, like movie budget yeah. um, television series. But then we think of these limited series, which are very much movie format, but over a very um, a little bit longer time. Mm. So there's a little bit more depth and detail to it, and I think that the quality that's in them is just on another level. You know. Um, it, it's just so fantastic, and I think that you know, especially when things are like, is it a, is it classified as a period piece? Period drama it would be, yeah, it's period drama. Period okay, drama. because it's it's set in a completely different time to now, yep. but it's done so well. The detail that they go to, but also the way it develops through time and mm. the styles change. Um, she re redecorates the house differently. The cars are different, and they're they're fitting. The characters adjust to the era and what's going on in that year and, and what, what are pressing issues and things. Um, yeah. I think it's really well done. But none of that actually, as as much as that is mm. done and it's like great detail. It has nothing to do with the storyline. Yeah, and I think that's brilliant because sometimes they can be... Glossed over. Just so much glossed over, but it, this is just... It, it happens, and you see the, it change, but then the story continues. And it doesn't even really make a point of mentioning it. It's not relevant to the story. It's just, it's just something a, that's it's, happening. It's, it's, it's just a very good way to show time is passing. Their embellishments. Without acknowledging time is passing. P personally, the like on, on that, the piece that got me mm. was when she sets foot in the Vegas hotel. Yeah. That yep. blew me away. The attention to detail... The way it was constructed, the dice sitting on one another in the, in the water fountain in the yeah. entrance way, and I'm just sitting there going, "Man, like that! None of this is CG. This is built." Mm. And I really doubt that it was already existing. I'm of the opinion they would have built this for mm. the show, or at least dressed some other foyer area yeah. to look completely differently and decorated in that style. But the the amount of effort that mm. went into that and the intricacies of the production design mm. just lent so much credibility to the series. I absolutely loved the. Um, Department store set. Yeah, because we saw it a couple of times, and, it and kept we changing. kept seeing it change, yes. which I thought was magnificent. But also the fact that that was the style of the time, like mm. that way they did it. But they managed to make it 
they managed to do it where it looked both modern and dated because she went to the poorer. Mm. Yes. She went to the poorer um, department store, Mm -hmm. which they make fun of her when she goes back to the high school. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they made it look of the time, but also dated. Yes. Made me really happy because I'm like, this is definitely a dated place. It's not. A modern, super modern place. I totally get what you're saying and I totally agree. I do appreciate that despite the fact that we weren't of that time, you know. We could tell. We could tell that this at the time would have been a pretty lousy, daggy place to go. Yeah. You know, to us it, it looks like it was it just from the early 60s, but really. It didn't have that wasn't. cartoonish feel that a lot of productions do have when they're trying to set to the period. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, nothing was like a caricature of the time. Um, I also really appreciated the fact that in the writing of the show, even though it wasn't a particularly stressful or tense show so much, um, because you kind of knew that it kind of had to, for her to progress, she had to win. There were a couple of times where she didn't, but it didn't really dwell on that, but it still felt more kind of impactful when she did lose than what they kind of made it out to be anyway. They kind of just glossed over it and were like, yeah, she lost, move on. But it's like, no, that's her first loss. That's a big thing. And so it kind of lingered. As I watched it, it lingered a little bit longer than but what the show kind of allowed you to it, do, which is a good thing. Isn't yeah. it funny how it still feels like a juggernaut? It's not losing momentum when it lingers. Yeah. But you, yeah. Could, tell, you could tell that um, she was still bothered by it. Yeah, Even it, it, a couple of scenes later, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, like they, they didn't let you sit there and have her kind of like do this kind of like, oh my God. I lost. It was just oh, but like that's not the way it was supposed to go, kind of. Thing. And then and then it, it kind it of motivates her, drives her. Yeah, but then we still kind of had the fear and nerves at each future game, being mm. like, is it? You know, it can happen. Will I, it happen again? I absolutely loved because I don't understand chess, mm-hmm. and this is always something that people mm-hmm. are surprised by me for some reason. I don't know why everyone expects me to play chess. I'm not. I don't. I don't know, it's weird. But, um, yeah, so I don't play chess. I don't understand chess. I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. I get where all the pieces move to, and that's about it, but I don't understand tactics. I don't even understand that. I, love, I don't know where the pieces go. I love how she would um describe the games to her mother. Yeah. And that way you could understand what was happening. Yes. Yeah, the mother is, like, your entrance into it. Yeah. Yeah. I also really appreciated the um, with 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 chess. I also appreciated the fact that chess has since had a massive kind of revival among everyone across the world. Everyone's going nuts nice. for chess. It's really. Nice. I think that's a really nice thing because chess is such a old it's a, game. It's a good time for it as well with mm. the way of the world right now and the fact that we do have the technology at our fingertips that we can play this game anywhere with anyone at any time I, I still find it interesting that a year ago when i was in norway for christmas on tv as a televised sport over christmas yeah it's big television viewing that would be is cool. chess chess is a huge winter sport well not winter sport but it happens to be on over christmas yeah because that's when the championships are it's mm. a huge sport and the the um the champion is magnus carlson i think his name is something it's he's norwegian and he's absolutely flogging the world. He's phenomenal. And to watch it and to have the commentary and have the kind of, the, like in Queen's Gambit where you see the kind of enlarged game, you know, um, yeah. up on the wall so everyone around can see it kind of thing. 
That's exactly what it's like watching it on TV. I enjoyed, and it's fascinating I to enjoyed watch. it in, in the series when it progresses to the championships. The commentator? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Brought this level of intensity mm. to I like it. how I like how they also let her meet her idol and beat him. Yes. In yes. the Russian... Yes. yes. Well, that's where... that And that's it. Because we'd seen her experience a loss before... And then several losses in speed chess, you know, something that she's not very focused on or ever focused on. Um, it left you with this idea of she can lose. Will she lose? Who knows? Yeah, that's what Bec I also like. They didn't just... The show wasn't, they wasn't didn't necessarily... They didn't just let her win all the time. Yeah, the show isn't necessarily a continuous happy story of, you know, uh, no. you know, it's not a fairy tale of like... Well, you know, like watching a Marvel movie, you basically know besides the, the, the massive change one in, in Endgame, besides that, you know they're going to win, so who gives a shit at really what happens? They're going to win in the end kind of thing. Except for this one. This this isn't a Marvel story. This mm. isn't um, any story. This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't, you know, a happy childhood story. She's an orphan because her mum kills herself with her in the car, essentially. Um, if you don't know that, well, you know that now. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. Yes, obviously. Um, you know, th there's so much that happens to her that's shit continuously that it's not necessarily a happy story. So you know that it can go wrong for her. But even the ending, even though she won, yeah, I liked the fact that... So she, she walks around Russia and, like, the guy... She goes to Russia with an American liaison mm -hmm. who's from the government because this is during the time of the, mm -hmm. the Cold FBI. War. <laughs> this is during the time of Cold War and Russia and Australia, uh, Russia and Australia, Russia and America didn't trust each other. So she gets sent along mm -hmm. with a attaché kind of thing mm -hmm. who's a security guard, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. who gives her all these rules that, you know, don't talk to anyone, don't accept drinks, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And she walks through the park and she sees all the old Russian men playing chess. And it just, in her head, she's just there for chess. And she's slightly, I, I'm assuming she's on the spectrum at some point. I think she's a little bit on the spectrum. Yeah. She's also quite ignorant of the, the world, or just not, doesn't give a shit about the world around yeah, her. Yeah, she doesn't care about politics. Mm. And she walks past the Russians playing chess, chess in, the, in the park. The old men. And you can see she wants to go and play. But she tries to, like, respect the rules because mm. she's never been there before. It's a weird situation. She's still nervous about playing the winning mm. game. Mm. And then you see her flog everyone in the Russian yep. tournament. And then you see her win. And she just leaves the car with the American attaché in there and just what, goes... What I, what I appreciate about that is that she's kind of done what she needed to do, which was go out and beat the world. And now she can go back to the way it started in the beginning with her, with a, a man much older than her, sitting at a table, dinky, dirty, old table, just playing chess for the love of chess. Yeah. And she went back to that. <clears throat> and the smile on her face and the, the joy of all the old men when they met her, knowing who she was and like just so in awe of who she was and the respect there, not because... Um, because she was like she's a woman and she was being respected in this world. The, Suddenly it was, the look on her face when he motions for her to sit and yeah. play... I just want to say I bloody love that Chandler. I was so upset when he died and she like she hadn't seen him again and she hadn't paid him back. Oh, I know. I know. That was the worst. That's when I started crying. That was many times. That was heartbreaking. And I, I, 
Again, it's not a happy story because that happens, and that is so heartbreaking. Mm. And I love her best friend, who's but just she like, didn't, I'll give you the money. But she didn't get the $10 back to him. No, and he kept a scrapbook. And one of my other favourite things about that whole part... He tracked all of her, and he didn't reach out to her. He just no, 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 not just that. So he talks <laughs> about how he, he, he keeps a scrapbook, sorry, but her adopted mother actually mentions at some point, maybe I should start keeping a scrapbook or something. Mm. But she never does because mm. she has her own problems. Yeah. And one of the things that I really liked about this is that it doesn't really hide away from the problems of women at the time yeah. in which they were all... Drugged out of their mind. Well, not not just drugged out of their mind, but the fact that they all felt stuck. So And they yeah. were ignored. So her birth mother was stuck and was ignored and she had actual issues that led her to be suicidal. Mm. Um, her, the lady who worked at the orphanage, yep. yeah. she had her role and then she just grew into it and she became a grumpy old woman because she couldn't have kids of her own. She couldn't do anything. She was just this woman who owned this, who ran this orphanage and she became stuck and miserable. Then um, the adopted mother became stuck and miserable and even though... Oh my god, what's her name again? I can't remember now. Who? The main character. Um, uh, Beth. Yeah, Beth even though Beth gave her like a lot of extra freedom, even then she was still somewhat at stuck. At the mercy of other people. Pardon? At the mercy of others. Yeah, she was at Beth's mercy. She mm. couldn't do anything to fend for herself. She needed an, an, an allowance, basically, as her, you know, quote unquote manager. Yeah, and the only. And, and Beth had all this freedom, but she was still stuck in this. She kind of trapped herself on the fact that she wanted to win. And it wasn't until she did win that she got this freedom back. And it kind of, it doesn't shy away from the shitty parts of women at, at that time. And then she goes and sees her old school friend. She bumps into her, her old, she wasn't her friend, but just someone she knew at school who was equally as miserable. Like she got everything she wanted. She married the quarterback. She got, the, had the kids and then she's pushing around the stroller with the alcohol in it and it's kind of like every one of these women have their problems but at least beth's doing what she wants mm. to do mm. which is why you you really are rooting for her because like everything yes. was stacked against yes her. yeah i also mm. love her friend from the orphanage who just went out and became a lawyer yeah. what's her name joy no no what's her friend's name i don't, I don't remember. remember i'm really bad at names oh jesus she had a name that we'd know. Well, she had a name. She obviously yeah. had a name. Um, but her friend was also really cool, and I just love the fact that she was just like, yeah, dude, we're family. You can... Yeah. Yeah. She was her family while they are in the orphanage. Um, yeah. No, I think that's excellent. I, I, I think that... I think that... I appreciate the fact that the friend was kind of the empowerment Despite the fact that, that Beth was kind of free to do her own thing with all her mm. money and everything like that, she was still kind of, again, as you know, like Pink is saying, she's kind of like... She Jolene. Was, yeah, Jolene. Joy, Jesus. Um, <laughs> she's stuck, she was stuck was at close. the... Yeah, she was at the mercy of others and kind of she had to, even as like the best there, had to fight this reputation that she was weak because she was a woman yeah. everywhere she went. Yeah. But Joy... Uh, Joy, what was her name? Joy. Joylene. Jolene. <laughs> Joylene. Joylene. Jolene. Jolene. Jolene came along and was like, nah, fuck that. I'm desirable. I'm the best. I can do that. Not the best, but, you know, she, she came in with all this confidence being like, I can do what 
We can do whatever we need to do. But the other thing was Jolene was the one who told her, whilst I did really love Harry Melling's character, who is Neville Long... Not Neville. Uh, Level Nongbottom. The other dude, Dudley. Dudley Dursley. While he was Dudley Dursley, he... Um, in this, he el- Everyone in her life tries to instruct her except for Jolene mm. and the um, newspaper guy. Who's gay. Who's gay. Didn't even know he was gay. I didn't realise that. I you realise just... when his tight short wearing guy friend. I thought that was literally. In. I thought. I thought that. Towns. He, I that thought that he rudely interrupted a moment that was about to happen. I thought he was literally just the roommate that, or like the the photographer or that had come along. I don't know the assistant for whatever they were doing there that had literally just interrupted and ruined the moment. That's well, what so I, a lot I of people it was. were annoyed that they didn't outright say that she was. Um, he was gay, but like, I really think, so this is my problem with a lot of TV shows and a lot of Mm. comics and any kind of story is that they keep completely disregarding that people can be bisexual. Like they do all of these things between, pardon? She is. She is. She slept with the Frenchie. Oh, who, can I just say, if we're going to have criticism about something, (laughs) Jesus Christ, that person was like literally... The existence of them. They didn't need to have a name. They just had to be French person. And that's it. They were literally just a French person or the stereotype of a French person. Am uh, I right? Cleo. No. Her, just name was Cleo. her name was French person. A French model who had a brief affair with Benny and then friends Beth is her description. Uh, literally just a, um, you know, she walked in. She shit me because, <laughs> she shit me because she knew how much Beth really cared about um, she, wait, she fucked her over by like, making she, yeah, it late. She knew it. how much Beth really cared about chess. She knew she had a drinking problem because um, Thomas Brody, whatever, his character said it. What was his name? I'm going to remember it now. I'm not going to remember it. I'm going to look it up. Um, Benny. So Benny very clearly made thing that Beth had an issue with alcohol. She also had the biggest game of her life and... Cleo knew this as well. And Cleo knew it. Beth said it multiple times. And Cleo kept egging her on to do more shit. Because Cleo is a selfish French person. Again, Um, stereotype. It's just so, like, pointless. And the other thing that I was going to say was everyone in her life, Mm. except for Jolene and Towns, Mm. told her what to do. Yeah. Whereas those two told her to trust herself. Yeah. But I also really love how... All the guys who were in her life who doubted her, including mm. the two at the very first tournament she was at, mm. who were looking at her being like, you can't enter this tournament without a number. She's yeah. like, why not? They're like, you just can't. It doesn't work. She's like, but I'm good at chess. Yeah. Let me in. Um, they all came together and helped her with all the defense strategies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, just quickly, Sarah and I made the comment because we were watching it over... Um, Watch party, I think something like that, something like that. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. Um, we both made the comment when the French girl, when Cleo walked into the room, we were both like, "Oh, she's holding a brown paper bag with baguettes in there. She must be French." And then she was French. I was like, "Oh, she is French. Of course she has. She is." And uh, yeah, everything about it was literally just a stereotype. <laughs> and I found that really disappointing. That show was doing such a good job of just being like, of being unique. Can just can interesting. Can we talk and then- about <laughs> Benny for a sec? Because what the fuck was with his hat? Uh, weird, like, greasy head, Benny. Yeah, like, what with was his, that? With his leather jacket. Why did he have a knife on him? He never made it clear, but then he just had this, like, sad Protect look. himself. From what? 
anything. Uh, yeah, but he, he lives he, in New York. I she, guess she asks him, and, he, and he's like, "Yeah, protection." Yeah, but he says it with like a anything. tone. He says like a tone, like he's been like. Sorry, the other him. absolute weird thing thing that weirded me out. He invited her all the way to New York, drove her out there, and was like, "Yeah, I don't have a bed for you." Like he's a dick. You gotta sleep on this air, blow up mattress. He was on the spectrum for sure. Probably. He also but, he also point he, blank says about sex not happening. And then it he also has him. he's also Do you still the like my of, hair. He's also <laughs> the cause of one of my favorite lines, which is, "Oh, so that's what that's supposed to feel like." <laughs> which I was just like, because she'd had sex with so many people by that point, and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's what it's called." But that's who also did she say that about? About Benny. Yeah. But that's also very like thing of the time where women just didn't know what sex was supposed to feel like. But hang on, so Benny was the only good one, but then completely just spoke yeah. about something else. Yeah. 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 Really? This is why I really yeah. wanted Towns to be, like, bisexual. To really show her what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Because like. he's the most generous one, no doubt. He, he's definitely nice. Mm. Um, yeah. Look, a great show. I think um, everyone should go out and watch it if you haven't watched it. We've definitely so spoiled good. it. So good. Definitely watch We've it. We've spoiled it a lot, but it's still great to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I, I definitely think it's going to be on my, um... Your rewatch list. Yeah, things that I can rewatch over and over again, which mm. I've, I've actually started writing down now, things that I do often watch again and I again. I think we need to have that as well, because, you know, I've got my top ten movies, but then I've also got movies that I can rewatch a million times, but aren't even in my top ten movies. You guys Isn't that tease funny? the crap out of me for all of mine. I doubt that. I doubt that. We have some pretty shitty ones. Um... Yes, I think that definitely yeah. we should do that. I think that's a great I, idea. Well done, Bianca. I just want to quickly point out for everyone listening at home, the person who keeps making sounds this week is not Drew or I. It's, it's me. It's because my foot. My, <laughs> yeah. The, the heel of my foot. Usually it's one of us two, so the, I just have to yeah, say we're, that we're, we're, we're super fidgety. Yeah, the ship, the, the, my heel is so oh, itchy. My phone goes off or something. My yeah. heel is so unbelievably itchy, and I can't do anything about that. because I've got the laptop sitting on my, I think so, because I've got a laptop sitting on my, on my lap, so... Can't reach my heel, and it's so easy. And I'm trying to scratch it on. Do it. Do what my dad says. Scratch somewhere else to distract you. I've been doing that, <laughs> and it's not working. Um, shall we move on to our sick Kent? Of yes, the we week? shall. Yes, I have to pull up the article because our sick Kent of the week. Yes. Oh my. Is lordy. Oh my god! What did I do? I got rid of the article. Um, the laughing man. He is the Nashville mayor, and his name is. John Cooper. Sorry, that took so long. No, that's okay. Um, so, I, I very Context. sad news out yes. of Nashville. I mean, it, it it's as good as it could be for what happened. I have to say. Well, a quick quick summation. Quick summation. So yes, it's been it's a very sad news. On Christmas morning, there was a um, explosion on I think Second Avenue um, in downtown Nashville. I've been there. I know exactly where that is, and I can't believe that happened. Um, a little bit before 6am, a, an RV rocked up and was parked on 2nd um, Avenue. Um, and a very, very loud music began to play, um, as well as a PA announcement coming from the RV saying, evacuate now. If you can hear this message, evacuate now. And it kept happening. It kept going and music and continued it to play. And it had a countdown. And it had a countdown. So very strangely, a an RV suggesting everybody nearby, waking everybody up because it was very early in the morning. And um, saying that there was going to be an explosion. There was going to be an explosion. Get out now. Um, thankfully, a lot of people, most people did evacuate. I don't think there were any fatalities. As well. There were no fatalities from so, what I read. So everyone did evacuate. Possibly Poli someone in the RV. 
Possibly Sony RV, but come on. I mean, they, they blew Jesus. themselves up. Um, uh, police officers did a sensational job. They would be the runners-up for Seeking of the Week um, in that they did a sensational job at trying to get everybody out um, as soon as they became aware of it, just getting people out of everywhere. Um, and then it exploded. So it exploded and it caused a serious amount of damage. Um, there are videos of it online which are just like Pretty astonishing. much the whole block was just... Obliterated. Like yeah. it's astonishing footage and the sound of it is just unbelievable. And I cannot believe that it but happened. There is also footage of someone filming from their backyard, their security camera about two miles away. And you still Which heard the explosion perfectly clear. So that, that tells you about the size of it. Now, however, the police officers would be the sick Kent of the week. However, the mayor did something astonishingly ridiculous. Now, we... We usually give out really good sick Kent of the weeks. So we have been lately, but we decided to go back to the original format of... Oh, anybody can clarify as good or bad, and this is a bad one. Because it really deserves it this yes. week. I just think... It deserves the attention of what the fuck is going on. So John Cooper, the mayor of Nashville, has been the mayor since 2019, uh, doesn't have very high opinion, the, the population does not have very high opinions of him because as he was discussing the uh, the explosion itself, he goes, we're just going to make sure that that's the only explosion today, and then started laughing. Laughing his, like hysterically at his own joke. Uh, not a nervous laughter either, like an actual like... <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a chuckle. And yeah, then he kept going on about how they were proceeding with the um, investigation and then kept, went back and kept laughing at his own joke like he remembered it. Um, <laughs> I like I like when he, when he goes, the big drama and waves his arms around. Yes. Like, he, he started going, it's a big drama, and then just waved his arms around, like, very flamboyantly, like, oh, well, you know, it happened. Now, again, I want to emphasize... There were no lives lost as far as we know so far. And no doubt, no doubt there's a little bit of nerves in what he's saying as well. No, yeah, no doubt there's a bit of nerves in what he's saying. But it was very, it, as we were talking about earlier, it was very ScoMo-esque. Yes. Yeah. It, he's, he's, you he know, could be ScoMo's um, Nashvillian cousin. You know how we have, um, like, lots, lots, lots of times there's, like, kind of sister cities. Like, one city here would be fed up with another city overseas. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. It's a little bit like the entire nation of Australia is paired up with Nashville. Yes. Because our leader is as batshit as their leader. It was just very awkward. And um, I think he's trying to do a lot to cover up. Because there was a lot of articles about how seriously he's taking this now. Mm. But that was just an awkward moment. Can, I really do suggest people look up the you can, footage. You can take it seriously afterwards. But if that's what's out there, if that's what you do. If it's you only do been that 48, all, 48 hours. And that's the first bit of footage that came out. But, but if you do that... That just shows a massive lack of sensitivity, especially when you're someone that's, you know, in, in the mayor of a city. You're not just the mayor of a local council, which is kind of just a regular person kind of elected. A mayor <laughs> is someone that's gone through, you know, a little bit of the ranks to get there. It's definitely somebody that has a little bit of training behind this and definitely has support staff. And so to bribe a few extra people to get to yeah. that position. Someone that also has people to brief them on how to handle situations like this. And doing that is definitely not the way to handle a situation Going out there making a joke of it, yes, it was very fortunate that no one like lost their lives, and yes, it's okay that you're trying to make. I appreciate trying to make light of a terrible situation, but not straight after it happened. Not while while people's properties, businesses, livelihood has been destroyed by an explosion that no one understands why. When there's so many unknowns, making light of a situation with a joke as informally and casually 
and kind of something you'd say to your mate kind of thing to try and, again, make light of the situation. Not appropriate from a man. So absolutely this dumb shit is sick into the week. Yeah. 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 Team, that brings us, though, to the last kind of regular running episode of the year, because next week is our top 10 films of the year. Now, of course, being that it was a year of no cinema, essentially, um, for, for a lot, lot of it. I probably have not watched mostly... enough 2020 mil- movies to and, be. And that's why it is, and we want you playing at home, um, listening along at home to play along. Isolation. Um, it's our ISO film. So if, you've, if it's not a new movie, it's a movie that you saw for the first time mm. this year. Sitting at home, you know, just, you know, what should I watch? I'm going to watch this, even if it's one that's like a guilty pleasure one, like, or even people have been saying for years, oh, you have to watch this movie. And you're like, yeah, 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 I have, I have, <laughs> sure. But you haven't. And then you finally did watch it. That's absolutely <laughs> on the list. One of the movies of like that are on my list, yep. definitely. Um, so, yeah, I want to hear your list. So make sure you send them to us on our Facebook page. Um, for those, everyone that's not going to appreciate it, um, thanks for the thought anyway, but uh, yes, top 10 ISO films of the year. We'll be back next week, Bianca, Andrews, and myself. Thoughts on next week, guys? Excited? Is it done? List written down? No. I, but I'm keen. I will write a list. I've written it down. I still have some movies to watch, but I knocked back two of them yesterday, so... Excellent. Still got a few more to go through. Excellent. Um, my top ten is done, and I'm happy with it, and I don't need to change it. Jolly good. Um, I I don't even know what movies I've watched this year, TBH. Well, that's, I think we'll go back and Except you... for Tenant. That's the only one I remember that I've watched this year, and but, I did, did but again, enjoy that. But again, it doesn't have to be this year's movies. It can be old movies if you watch. No, no, but I just know that I've watched that new this year. Well, you should go back and rewatch the second half of Blade Runner, seeing as you fell asleep in it. Blade Runner 2049. Oh, you I fell did. asleep um, through 2049. It was a different situation, Drew. Okay, um, okay. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but yes, that's our list. We will also do a future episode of just rewatchables. Let's yeah. call it the rewatchables. I'm gonna write that I'm down. Excited as well. for that. Um, until next week, though, Drew, Bianca, you're gonna say it. I wanted both of you to say it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Three, two, one. Yep. yep.